0: Uh, on Monday, uh, August 11th, 2014, this is the Odele Show um, with Richard Mack. Good morning, Richard.
1: Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me.
0: It's a, it's a pleasure to have you on this, the program. Uh, in 1977, Richard Mack officially began his career in law enforcement, approximately 1977, in Provo, Utah, and subsequently served as the Sheriff of Graham County, Arizona, from 1988 to 1996. <clears throat> during which time he received national attention for initiating the Prince v. United States lawsuit in 1994 on the grounds that the Brady Handgun Violence Act violated the United States Constitution, which the United States Supreme Court uh, affirmed in a 5-4 decision. In 2011, uh, Mr. Mack initiated a lawsuit against the Southern Poverty Law Center for Libel, Slander, and Defamation, In 2006, Mr. ran is a Libertarian candidate for the United States Senate in Arizona. And in 2012, he opposed 13-term Representative Lamar Smith in the U.S. House Election Republican Primary for Texas' 21st Congressional District, Uh, according to Wikipedia. His body of written work includes the following book titles, Uh, includes but not limited to The County Sheriff, America's Last Hope, The Proper Role of Law Enforcement. From My Cold Dead Fingers, Why America Needs Guns with Timothy Robert Walters, uh, The Naked Spy, His Mission Began the Day He Died, and The Magic of Gun Control, and forthcoming uh, soon, uh, presently, is Are You a David?
1: Yeah, and, it's out now.
0: Okay, it's out now. And, it's available.
1: Uh, Anybody can order it at uh, cspoa.org, our website about our Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association, CS. POA.org and I will tell you what every American home should have that book in it. Are you a David? That's,
0: it's, I've got a few here. I don't have that one. Um, so again, welcome to the program. There are um, various realms of American life uh, in which what's good policy, whether state or federal, for one community is not necessarily good policy for some other. <clears throat> there are a couple of issues as an example going into our conversation here. Uh, with respect to policy enforcement um, that are analogous or comparable, philosophically or constitutionally, uh, to some of the, the, the subjects that we'll talk about today. Namely, uh, I'm writing a currently, uh, uh, Mr. Mack, uh, an editorial on federal health care mandates, and there's an individual mandate in there that that's, could be argued to be unconstitutional. Um, also, um, with respect to um a federal income tax so a federal system can be geographically far reaching but it has to be a local, locally applicable protocol wherever it's applied um, nevertheless there's a federal income tax put upon all workers uh, you know across the continent uh dollar earnings without respect to geography or federal service federal local federal service based level so um with res- that has questions with respect to executive enforcement And, uh, you know, is that it's, you know, who understands the paper money script? Who's confusing the Federal Reserve Bank for the U.S. Treasury? Um, You know, it can't be the Congress. It shouldn't be their incumbent. um, You know, constitutionally, they should know better. Or does no one misunderstand it? Is it simply a daylight robbery? And if so, you know, who can protect a citizen from from that sort of transgression? Can we say, hey, I know my constitutional rights and this is a violation of them. So go away. Um, you know, can can, in the incumbency of one's own constitutional rights, like to whom besides one's own self does an individual say, you know, I don't want a pair. I don't want any. Um, uh, and in, in these examples in terms of access to power, what's the difference between me and the sheriff saying the same thing for me? Mr. Mayor.
1: <clears throat> well, philosophically, there's not much difference. In fact, there is no difference because simply the sheriff is hired – uh, to be the voice of the people when it comes to law enforcement and defense of your liberty uh... so if the sheriff is doing it with you it certainly adds a lot of credibility to what you're doing and I, my book is exactly about that And so it, it's amazing how great minds think alike because it a lot of what you just said is uh... expressed in the book and so if the people of this country bestow all power and if we indeed are the most powerful uh a- aspect of our uh republican Con- constitutional republic then uh indeed uh the sheriff works for us and we're his boss and so uh h- however with the evolution of uh, governmental political correctness uh, it's come to be that the citizens are kind of the lowest uh, rung on the totem pole. And and so pragmatically uh, speaking, I suggest that people take that into consideration and that they not uh, take the law into their own hands, as it, is, as it were, uh, or that they do get support locally from sheriffs and other local officials before they do civil disobedience. I totally support civil disobedience. I totally support the power of the people when the Declaration of Independence says it's up to us to throw off despotic uh, government and to establish new guards. Uh, We have the right, you know, if you read history and you read the Declaration of Independence, we have the right to rebel and we have the right to uh, have uh, revolutionary wars as the uh, founding fathers did If that right didn't exist, then it didn't exist then. And if it exists now, then hopefully we can avoid violence and take strong stands against government before uh, it becomes necessary to have violence to defend ourselves. So what most public officials don't get is that they have an obligation to protect our rights and freedoms and liberties and uh, adhere to the Constitution, specifically the Bill of Rights, there's no greater question than, I believe, asking uh, the American people and any and all of our elected uh, leaders. And that is, who is constitutionally required to protect us from government criminality? Specifically, And the book asks this as well. Are you a David? Ask this question. Who has the legal obligation to protect you and me from the IRS? We already know. I mean, it's a foregone conclusion that the IRS commits crimes against the American people as a matter of routine. And that uh, baseless, uh, non-probable cause... Uh, random checks and audits against American citizens is completely unconstitutional. There is nowhere in the Constitution that it allows any entity of government, any entity anywhere in government, to do random audits and searches of citizens, their personal records, their financial records, their financial history, if those are conducted without probable cause, then they are entirely unlawful, illegal, if not criminal. And such baseless warrants or such baseless searches without warrants is against the law. And that we continue to allow that to happen is absolutely astonishing to me and even more so that sheriffs say they have to go along with it. And my book clearly makes it uh, uh, unambiguous that these are illegal, and that the sheriff should put a stop to it.
0: You mentioned it I, in, in the County Sheriff America's Last Hope. You mentioned the Internal Revenue Service. Uh, mm-hmm. I was at a Goldwater Institute um, uh, presentation of an author. He's a constitutional uh, uh, scholar and an, an author's name's Tim Sandifer and he he made a statement that that I thought stuck. He said, "All rights." Really, to some real significant, you know, substantive degree, or rights to privacy, and when your um, every breath is monitored, um, in the sense when there's no there's no privacy, if someone's ultimately going to know everywhere you you know, you know you, you spent a penny, that's not privacy, and that's not freedom. No, simply isn't. And 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 I you know, um, uh, and and regarding. Um, You mentioned, you know, there are public officials, um, uh, people who in name are in positions of authority or represent organizations of authority. Like um, I, I, you know, with respect to due process and we can talk about the 16th Amendment academically, but regardless of whether it was ratified properly procedurally or it was or wasn't written, you know, with in bad faith. Before you even get there, there's a civil problem. There's a problem locally with, with civil due process. An attorney's representing the state bar, instructing that federal income tax "quote unquote" protesters are at risk of imprisonment, right? And have declined procedural assistance, citing the the Arizona bar's position that such a civil complaint is frivolous. You know, so uh, there's there there can there's arguably dereliction in, in the ranks uh, abundant. But I also would say that you know, on, on background uh, and just generally speaking. And in, if, if one orders one's thoughts and one's perspectives and one's experiences and, uh, in an orderly, peaceable fashion, you know, get your thoughts out on paper and, and go out into the community and look about and kind of ask questions and try to find out, there is, a, there is a receptive community out there. A lot of what you hear in the media ra- uh, echo box is not you know that's there it serves you know some sort of purpose and it may or may not be news but if you actually i've been heartened to find people who are sympathetic and it's not a slim minority who understands uh the 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 incumbency of uh, of natural rights as affirmed in the, the 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 civil uh civil rights that are iterated in the constitution um but one still must be careful uh, the, the last uh, edition of the Odalay show was an uh, open letter to a member of Congress um, regarding um, uh, taxation. And I noted therein that it looked exactly like any other kind of fraud I've ever investigated that was, you know, that 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 that, that was comported in such a way. You had a local agent. You got some standard or seal or corporate logo. And then you got some private third, you know, bank collection note all coming from different directions. And, and, and and when someone's trying to defraud you, they don't, the the letterhead doesn't say, um, uh, organized crime syndicate, you know, or, or, you know, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't, doesn't come out and say, you know, uh, forgerer signed, you know, your usurist. So, um, uh, the tax issues is is, I think, in terms of your perspective as a career law man, or law enforcement uh, professional oh, um, yeah. and a man of letters and a scholar, you know, and an author. Um, this is extremely relevant and germane uh, because it's perfectly analogous to to the philosophical question at hand um, with respect to, you know, it doesn't matter if it happens to be a federal agent. Or if it happens to be a state agent, the point is, is that in no case, you know, are are is you know as the sovereign elect or the citizenry supposed to be stomped all over? And I I I frequently caveat people when they I warn them and stop them and say you shouldn't personify, you know, the government. Well, the government this, the government that. Well, the government's a tool, and we created it, and you shouldn't let the one shouldn't let the tail uh, wag the dog.
1: Well, that's exactly correct, and that, uh, but regrettably, that is what, what is happening, and especially when it comes to the bureaucracies that have been formed within the federal and state governments. It's, it's, it should be uh, absolutely embarrassing to everyone in our country that we allow these agencies to control every facet of our lives, from the air we breathe to how we die and how we do everything in between. Uh, I mean healthcare isn't the only thing that they've taken over. They've taken over every facet of our lives. Uh, and it's it's absolutely absurd that in the country that was supposed to be the freest country in world history is now about ranked 37th. And th- that should be just astonishing to every American that we're, we're no longer allowed to make our own choices when it comes to education or healthcare or how we buy a home, or how we use our car, and uh, how we even flush our toilets, mm. uh, a lot of that is dictated from Washington, D.C., mm. and uh, that the EPA and FDA and FBI and IRS could come into our communities just unfettered, unchecked, uh, and with complete carte blanche, uh, come in and tell us how to run our lands and fine us without uh, trials or hearings, uh, as the EPA does, they just come in and say, oh, well, we're going to fine you $35,000 a day. There's a a man by the name of Andy Johnson up in Evanston, Wyoming, who has been fined, uh, charged with uh, uh, a fine of $187,000 per day for every violation, uh, for every day that he's in violation of uh, the EPA's orders. Mm -hmm. And the IRS used to be the most ruthless, uh, and still is, but there's other agencies that are trying to catch up uh, to the IRS and their abuse. And the, the remarkable point about all of this, uh, the Bundy, uh, uh, the Bundy Ranch siege, and the the tent situation that that was, and the order to kill unarmed women and men that were uh, protesting there, the order was given to kill people. And why is it? that no one in Congress does anything about these horrible atrocities committed by uh, our own government. Uh, The the murder of men, women, and children at Waco back in 1993, and a year prior to that, 1992 at Ruby Ridge, when federal snipers shoot uh, Vicki Weaver and blow her head off in front of her two little girls in the kitchen. And And then that we allow the IRS to continue to do these types of crimes against the American people and no one in Washington DC does anything about it and yet we have a, a court precedent on the Wayne Hague family and that's H-A-G-E the, the Hague family fought for their ranch 25 years and Wayne Hague uh, fought the federal government said no I have a right to have my ranch here I have grazing rights I have water rights I have rights to pursuit of happiness I have the rights to my business And he fights the federal government for 25 years. He wins at the federal court level, and the judge holds uh, two supervisors of the Forest Service and the BLM in contempt of court. He said the, the behavior of the federal government shocked the conscience of the court. He said that they were guilty of criminal conspiracy and racketeering. You know racketeering is usually something that the mafia is charged with. Uh-huh. Our own government officials are charged with racketeering by a federal judge and no one in the federal government, not one single congressman, no no one, not Ron Paul, no one in the federal government reaches out and says, this shouldn't happen again. The BLM and the Forest Service should not be committing crimes against Americans. No American should have to defend their livelihood for 25 years against an out-of-control government. He finally wins, and it doesn't do any good. They go right on and do it to other people, including Clive Bundy and his family, which almost came to violence that if it hadn't been for the grace of God and miracles, and uh, one deputy sheriff uh, standing in the way to stop the federal government, many people would have been killed by our own government. And, of course, then afterwards they would have said how it was the fault of the people who got shot and and, uh, Mr. Bundy. So this is how crazy our government's gotten. And so now I'm asking the question in my book, how do we stop this? I have a solution. I'm wondering, is there anyone anywhere? that's really interested in attacking the problem and creating a solution in a peaceful manner.